Let's bring on the news on CJOB with Richard Cloutier and Julie Buckingham. And Dan Hewen join us now. Dan, how do you feel about carrying one of these apps and having somebody track you just in case you uh, come into contact with somebody? Um, you know, I'll be perfectly honest. I think it's all pretty stupid. Um, I'm a guy who uh, has always been a big consumer of technology. Uh, and, you know, and I think really where I draw the line is uh, where I have to be um, responsible to the government directly for my daily um, uh, interactions and things like that. The only case where I think it makes sense is if someone has tested positive. Obviously, that person is now a public threat and should be uh, tracked. But then afterward, once they've been given the green light to go ahead and live not, live their lives normally again, I'd hope that they would remove that service. But, you know, my big my big concern is that we live in a society where both businesses and the government consistently lie to us. And so I think that an app like this opens the door for, you know, even more lying. Um, so... I'm not a big fan of it. Maya, how about you? In all honesty, with all the technology that we have and we use on a day-to-day basis, I feel like we are tracked without us necessarily knowing everything that's tracked. Um, So to me, it's not that big of a step, except that they're going to be honest about it. So it doesn't doesn't really bother me, I guess. Amy, do you have any reservations? I um I was going to say the exact same thing Maya was is that you know I can be standing next to a person that I don't even know and then they'll show up on my Facebook you know people you may know so we are being tracked without knowing about it already and honestly if it could save a life I I would I I most definitely would uh, of course uh, what Rakesh was saying about ethical and our legal rights we need to have a framework. Um, in development for that, but if it can, if it's for the betterment of our world and we can save lives, then I would. All right. So it sounds like we have to work on convincing Dan this is a good idea. So Dan, <laughs> if if they said, listen, this isn't, this isn't, you're just going to be not Dan Hewen. You're just going to be, um, you know, iPhone sixteen, fourteen, thirty, twelve, uh, and as long as you know you stay healthy and the people that you come in contact stay healthy, we're none the wiser. But should you come up ill or somebody that you have been, you know, within six feet of is ill, you're going to get a text message saying, listen, somebody that you came into contact with is positive. You should go get checked. You wouldn't appreciate that? I think on the surface level, you know, it sounds like a nice idea, but you look at things uh, that are rammed through during emergencies. I mean, it's almost every government in the world takes advantage of emergencies. And, uh, you know, like with things on the horizon, uh, like the social credit system in China, you know, this feels almost like step one. And, you know, let me just be perfectly clear. I was not one of those people at the legislature acting like my rights are being stolen. Uh, I definitely believe in isolation uh, during this pandemic and things like that. I just really don't like giving an inch, you know, every couple of years uh, into invading my privacy. I mean, Google already tracks and sells all my data. Why can't they just buy it from them? <laughs> True enough. All right. So, Maya, what would you say to Dan to convince him it's a good idea? Again, I just I think it's already happening. So the more honest they can be about it, why not embrace that um, rather than living a lie, I guess? 
Any reservations at all, Amy? You know, it does make me a little nervous because we only can tell what's going on through word of mouth and through our friends. And, and, you know, do we really know the truth of what the government's, you know, doing? I would, I would, you know, I am a positive Pollyanna in a lot of ways, and I would hope that it was being used in ethical and legal ways, but it does give you that big brother sort of feeling. Um, and um, I would have to really talk with my friends and family about it, but I, I probably... But if you're not doing anything wrong, is there... Like, is there a reason to be afraid of it? That's the thing. If you're not doing anything you shouldn't be doing, uh, you you really have not, no reason to be nervous. But, I mean, there, I do have reservations. You know, it does, it does, ha- the conversation needs to be had about privacy and how we feel about this. Well, here's a good example. If you look at Facebook, for example, and when <clears throat> all of the scandals came out with Cambridge Analytica, um, a lot of that stuff was brought in under the guise of, oh, yeah, they're tracking our data, but if I'm not doing anything wrong, there's nothing wrong with it. And then we found out, oh, it turns out they sold our data to a nefarious organization uh, and and didn't tell anyone about it, right? Like, So it's easy for a group of powerful people to just not tell you what they're doing, right? Like, There's no way we can show up and demand answers from levels of government. I mean, we're not even allowed to really see those people in person unless they're, you know, an MLA or an MP or that sort of thing. And Dan, that's why I would want uh, civilian oversight over this. I'm not just going to trust government to do this. I want an entity that is protecting our civil uh, rights, that has full access to all the information on this, because sometimes we do in times of crisis just uh, give our civil liberties over to government and think that they are making the best decisions in our interest. And generally they are, but sometimes there's always somebody in the room that might want to go a little bit farther. One minute left. I want to know in week one of the opening up, how far you ventured outside your little space. Uh, Maya, let's begin with you. Have you been out and about? Uh, Not to come into contact with anybody. Tyler and I went and hand-delivered uh, some wedding invitations today, but strictly just in the mailbox or into their door frame and ran back to the car. Dan, how so about no, you? not really. <laughs> uh, you know what? I have been. Um, I've been extra cautious. And, you know, since this started, every time I come back, I always wash my hands and then I wipe down anything that I interacted with while I was outside of the house. So my phone, you know, my keys, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I've been going to the grocery store. You know, I've uh, been buying some stuff from people off Kijiji. You know, everyone's been really cool about it. You know, like they'll put the item outside. I'll send them an e-transfer. I get home. I wipe down the item. I wash my hands. You know, I make sure that everything coming into my place is um, absolutely tended to so that it's not just bringing in outside potential. <laughs> Amy, how about you? I went on a physically distanced rollerblade with my niece today, so that made me very happy. Very nice. Amy, Maya, Dan, the Monday panel on 680 CJOB. The News on CJOB with Richard Cloutier and Julie Buckingham.